Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by a voice you know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Welcome to a special edition of Around the Hearn. Not a lot of things going on. Trying to get right to these interviews. They are uh, terrific. Got a lot of great coaches. Fort Lormie's Carlos Siegel. Audeville's Vaughn Horseman. Bremen's Andy Timmerman. Mike West from Minster. Troy Gant from Ottawa Glendorf. John Burke from uh, St. Mary's. Greg Ekus, who just picked up his 100th win tonight as I tape this. At Spencerville and Adam Huber, the head coach for the uh, Clyde Wildcats. All of these coaches were kind enough to be a part of this season preview sort of show that I have, even though, yes, a couple of them have started their seasons, and that's kind of just an unfortunate thing of being busy and having a crossover season. But I'm telling you right now, I hope you enjoy this prog- this podcast. If you don't, I'm sorry for that, but maybe you get another chance when the men's comes out. In a couple of days, uh, there are about 17 coaches, I believe, that are a part of that that will get started this weekend. And I really hope you enjoy. Uh, this is the second or third year that I've been able to do this, and I've had so many great coaches who are a part of this and who are willing to give me uh, 10, 15, in some cases 20 minutes to uh, talk about the programs and really kind of help build this. And uh, I would love to have more, but unfortunately some timings didn't work out with some coaches to uh, get with. But this is a group that probably has close to a 1,000 wins if you were to add them up. All of that is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. I really do hope you enjoy. Hit me up on Twitter, at MichaelHerdPVP. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like, and uh, we'll go from there. Thanks for listening. Lee Kitzel Sales and Service, 650 West Urban Road. New Chevys, Buicks, GMCs, and all your pre-owned vehicles. We've got an award-winning service department and an award-winning parts department. What a great team. 866-LEE-KINSEL, LeeKinsel.com, 650 West Urban Road, Van Wert, Ohio. Come see us and you'll leave happy. There's nothing like a Kinsel deal. We've been in business for over 50 years and looking forward to the next 50. 650 West Urban Road, Lee Kinsel Sales and Service. Come on over, Lima Land. Spending some time in the uh, Shelby County League now. Head coach and Carlos Siegel of Fort Loramie. And coming off of a 25-2 and two year, obviously a, a tremendous year. Congratulations to that. But, I mean, congratulations to, to you guys for all the hard work that you put in for weeks and weeks and weeks, just continually paying off the last couple of years. Yeah, um, we're very fortunate here. Um, our athletes just uh, – they do a great job of coming to practice and staying motivated. Um, they do a wonderful job of helping each other stay motivated. Um, they keep the coaching staff, you know, motivated. Um, it's just, we, we have a good time in the gym. Um, we love playing the game and uh, we're passionate about what we do. I talked to John Rogers a couple of weeks ago during the uh, girls volleyball run and he had very complimentary things to say about you and that you guys are a cohesive unit down there. I mean, how, how easy is that to kind of your guys' personality seem to match up a little bit that you're sharing the same young ladies and you want what's best for them at all times? Well, absolutely. I, I think with these small schools like that we have, we have to share our athletes and we want our athletes to be successful in multiple sports. You know, um, you know, over the past five or six years, John has done a great job with his volleyball program. And a lot of my, a lot of those players that play basketball for me go on to play college volleyball. And, um, you know, so their love is volleyball, but they still want to be a part of the basketball program and vice versa. And so John and I, and any coach at Fort Lauderdale for that matter, you you have to work with each other and be flexible and allow the girls 
um, the, the players to be able to play multiple sports and help them be successful in each one. So it, it is some give and take amongst the program. Absolutely. I know it, it means that you get them later, but in terms mm-hmm. of getting those girls into basketball shape, how easy or how much easier is it in terms of their mental preparation because they've been able to work together and they know, you know, you don't have to go in and say, well, I'm worried about the chemistry of these girls. Right. I mean, so the, the only thing that, you know, getting them late is I, I've got to get the non-volleyball players and the volleyball players cohesive. So the volleyball players, like you said, they have great chemistry from their season, but I've got to work and get, because now we've got cross country girls at the non fall girls. So, and then, like you said, you, you only get like, I think we have eight, nine days of practice before our first game. So um, summer is huge for us because in the summertime, when I have almost all my players all the time, that's when we're putting in the new things. And so then these, these eight days that you get before your first game, we really haven't put anything new in. Uh, we're just refreshing, getting the cobwebs, you know, out of their brains from the summer and trying to get them uh, comfortable with what we need to do the first few games of our season before we start adding new things. But the chemistry part that you t- you brought you you brought up, absolutely huge. And I cannot say enough about the senior leadership over the last four or five years. Um, it has been so great that the younger girls just know what to do when it's their turn to become seniors. That leadership idea is already bought in. It's already in place. And we just go from there. And that's a tremendous help to me as a head coach, knowing that my girls are going to take care of themselves in the locker room and outside the locker room. And um, it's just, it's something that I've been blessed with. And I think that's been the reason why we've been so successful over the past handful of years. You lose Riley Heitkamp, you lose Colleen Brando, we both second and first team performers, but one of my all-time favorite players to watch in Ava Schultz <laughs> is had, yeah. she had such a, it, I mean, her career was amazing because it spans so many different things. And, the one thing that I always heard everybody say about her is you'll notice how tough she is. And I don't think maybe any player sort of epitomizes what your program is more than what she has been. Yeah. I mean, Ava, you know, coming off a torn ACL her sophomore year and um, I'm sorry, her junior year and, um, you know, rehabbing it just to get into the tournament games. I mean, that was just unreal for her to have that quick of a turnaround from one season to the next. And that's that hard work ethic that you talked about. I mean, she was in the gym every day rehabbing that knee while we were practicing. And that allowed her to, to play in those tournament games, you know, her junior year and help us win that state title. Um, she was a phenomenal athlete. And we, like I said earlier, I, we just, we have great kids here. We have kids that work so hard and um, we have kids that are very talented at what they do. And, you know, Ava, you brought her up. I mean, She's playing on the national championship with, you know, Owens Community College. She's just, she is, she was um, a wonderful athlete and she's a even better person. I mean, if you get to know Ava, she is just, um, she's just wonderful. Well, what's so cool about that though, is I know that the way your community is, and especially the way the girls are, they've had success in pretty much everything that now you have these younger girls who are coming into your program who they want to be Ava Schultz, obviously other than the injury, (laughs) but in that, and now they know how to be because she's shown them how to work hard and achieve that goal. Yes. You know, we, we talk to our team all the time about you are a role model. You are a role model to the fifth and sixth graders. You are a role models to the junior high program. You are role models to the freshmen that are coming through. And so how you hold yourself and how you play and um, what you do in practice and the things that you do, I just, 
everybody's watching you. And um, I think our girls, you know, have pretty broad shoulders. They do a really good job of handling that part of, you know, being part of the Redskin program. Can you see the light go on when you say that sometimes of maybe, maybe the younger girls coming into the program didn't necessarily understand the scope of that. And then you say it and they're kind of, ah, okay. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, just on Tuesday night, we had some alumni come in, uh, from the past few years and, um, they scrimmaged us and then we had some pizza afterwards and we just had like an open forum kind of discussion. And it was so neat to hear the, the older girls that have left, how they still feel about the program and what it meant to them. And, you know, having my current players listening to them and just in awe, because a lot of those players are the ones that these girls looked up to when they were in second, third and fourth grade. And, um, I, you know, one, one of the kids went home and told her mother that she said, I left feeling so much pride in wearing this jersey and being a part of this program. Now, she's been a part of our program for a few years, so I think she always had the pride. But to hear the, the, the alumni talking about what it means to them to this day to still be a part of it, it, just, it was such a wonderful experience for us to, to be a part of. And I'm so glad the alumni came in and had that discussion with our, our current players. Well, I know I was down there a couple of years ago when Otto Glendorf played on that Saturday afternoon. You were honoring the past. And it was so um, neat to be able to see that building full of people coming in, and whether it was past players and past coaches and alumni of uh, just to celebrate your program. And it's it's neat to see kind of what you're saying to piggyback on it of how those girls since then have taken that to heart. It's not just right. it's not just hey, this is our small town school. No, this is look what we're doing. We can do some big things from within that. Right. Right. Um, I think, you know, when we do the, the, the celebrations, we do those every five years. So the one that you were at was the 50 year celebration of girls basketball. Um, yeah. And, and to have as many girls as that, that we have come back, that was awesome. And it's just, you're a part of something and it's a successful something. And um, I think it just helps the younger girls realize the importance of when you're at practice and the coaches, you know, driving you to do better and work harder, that it's easier for you to attain that knowing what the outcome is going to be or what, what everybody else has done before you and how they feel about it. You know, it's just, I just think it rises, it raises you to a whole nother level of what you're trying to accomplish. How much more has it meant to you because you've been a part <laughs> of such a percentage of those, that, that success? Um, I can't lie. I mean, I am, I'm super proud, you know, like I, I loved it when I played here. It was so much fun. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I, I know that I am, I'm lucky to be able to coach at my hometown. You know, that doesn't happen for everybody. So, and I just, you know, when I first started coaching, did I think I was going to be here this long? I, I didn't, but it's, it's worked out that way. And yeah. So like I am, I am coaching players of former players, you know, they're, 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 they're children, you know? So I, I, I'm in the second generation because I've been here so long, but um, it's just, it's, it's wonderful. And I, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy when we have the, the 45 to 50 year celebrations. And uh, this year we're going to be bringing back our 2013 team and we're going to celebrate them and recognize them in January. And um, I've talked to a couple of those girls and they're excited about it. They can't wait for that day, you know, just for us to get together and, and relive that memory of bringing home that first state title. Um, so no, I, 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 I enjoy this, this program a lot. I enjoy this community a lot. Um, and I know that I'm, I'm very lucky to be in the situation that I, that I, that I am in. 
is it crazy to you, I mean, on days like that to where you look back and you think to where when you were growing up, just how different, not not just the game itself, because there's been so many different changes, but with strategies and everything of just how girls basketball is viewed differently, not just in Fort Loramie, but everywhere between then and now. Oh, yeah. I mean, huge leaps and bounds. I mean, like I just, I always say, man, you know, like, I loved the game back when I played, you know, in the late 80s. And I'm thinking, you know, to, to be a, like, would, would I have been successful and enjoyed it as much if I was playing, like, today? Because, you know, we're asking, you know, the girls to sprint so much harder and defend. I mean, it's just, it's, it is. It's, it's, um, it's so different, you know, the, the way the whole game is played. And, um, but I think it's been a good thing. I think it's been a great thing. I, I think, uh, girls basketball has come a long way and it's more enjoyable uh, for everybody to watch for the fan base. So, yeah. Your schedule. Uh, I would imagine that there are not very many Division Four teams in the state of Ohio who are going to attempt the kind of schedule that you guys have put together the last handful of years and especially with this year. I mean, opening with Miami East, going in a uh, tournament setting to play Walnut Ridge, you play Ottawa Glendorf, and you've got Bath. Liberty Benton, all teams that uh, are expected to be pretty good this year from everybody that I've talked to. What is it that you trust about the way this program has become, the way that the girls have been, that you can attempt that kind of schedule to to really get your girls into big, high-quality games? Well, I... I I just I think we've we've turned the corner in our program the last six or seven years with what we are asking our athletes to do. And I you know, I can't say enough about my coaching staff and how hard they work as well with me with prepping for those big games, the film that we watch and how we prepare our, our players. So I can't take all the credit for that. But I think our, our bottom line when we meet with our girls and we, you know, talk about the schedule and the season that we have coming up is, you know, if if we want to be playing at the end of February and into March, which is always a goal that you want to have, you've got to be prepared for those games. And so simply, you know, to, to, to beat the best, you've got to play the best. I mean, you're, you're not going to get any better uh, playing a week schedule. And so I think we've, we've tried to toughen up our schedule. As you said, the last four or five years, um, it, it helps us, you know. And, you know, like last year, you know, we, we took a thumping up there at Liberty Benton. But, you know, that was good for our girls. I mean, it, it, we learned a lot from that game about what we need to do to be a better team. Um, so that I think that's why you play those games. You know, it's, if you lose them, that's fine. Learn from them and move on. If, if you win those and you feel really good about yourself, I mean, that elevates your confidence. But you're also going to learn things from those games because they're, they're, they're awesome opponents. You know, we are so lucky that Ottawa Glendorf and, you know, Lima Bath are willing to play, you know, a Division Four school because a lot of bigger schools don't want to play the D4 schools. So, um but we're happy that they, they accept the, the, the challenge of, of playing us. And, and those are long drives, but those, those are fun days. You talked about LB. I wasn't going to bring it up, but I, I have a question now <laughs> since you, you opened the door. Uh, That's okay. I heard a lot of people say, you know, oh, maybe this isn't the Lorme team of the past or whatever when you lost LB. And I remember thinking, I really don't think you guys understand the door that that just opened. Because if you needed to refocus, so to speak, going into the tournament, I mean, you guys went on a spree after that where it seemed like the girls took it personally that LB put 37 points on them. They didn't allow, uh, until the last game, 37 points for the next six games or anywhere close. 
Right. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I just, when you play a game like that, it's a big game, right? And um, I think we had a 20 game winning streak and nobody thought you know, the team last year was going to win 20 in a row. I mean, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't, th- I didn't think our team, I, I knew that we had some good players back, but you know, we had just graduated 16 years from the year before. Um, we had huge holes that we had to fill. And um, so I just, you know, and then you got the long drive on a Saturday up there. I mean, it, we just, we never got clicking on that game. And, you know, LB, I mean, Coach Irwin does a great job with his girls up there. Um, they play very well. I mean, we love playing them. And I think they, you know, they also had a chip on their shoulder because the year before they came here and they struggled offensively. And so I tried to prepare my girls for that. I said, you know, they're coming after you. Not Number one, just because you're undefeated. But number two, you know, you, you beat them last year. So, I mean, there's going to be some payback here. And, and sometimes, you know, that and it just, the ball doesn't bounce your way sometimes. And that's what happened on that day. We, we could not fix anything, you know, offensively or defensively. And, and he has a really good team. He's got talented players that work just as hard as my girl. To be fair, it was 21 in a row for the year. And then it was 34 in a oh. row leading up to that point. You okay. Guys, well, you, there guys you, go. Are, you guys are pretty good. I mean, <laughs> but it is kind of crazy how, you know, things ebb and flow like that of teams over the years have used, I remember Ottawa Glendorf when they first started going on their state runs, they went to Bath one year and Bath embarrassed them in Lima. And that ended up being the fuel for the first run to state. It's crazy how right. athletes are able to hold on to those kind of things and go, I didn't really like that feeling. Let's not have that happen again. Yeah, that happens more than what a person would think would happen. I mean, absolutely. I know the first year that my team went to state was way back to, in 2006. Um, we were 11-0 in the league and uh, we were playing Jackson Center, um, who, you know, Greg Gooding always did a good job coaching his team. And we go to his place and they beat us. And that wasn't a loss that we were expecting. And so that was the last game of the season. And I think back then you only played 20. So that was the 20th game and we lose to them. And, um, my seniors that year were very upset after that game, but we didn't come prepared to play. And then they used that motivation and that got us through regionals for the first time. We beat Marion local and we went to state. Now we, we didn't win it that year, but um, like you said, that anger, that frustration, that embarrassment, uh, those feelings, you know, sometimes are good motivation going into tournament time. I can't imagine those poor girls that year because you lost the Jackson center game in overtime on the road and then had that heartbreaker against Highland that was a two-point setback in the semis. I mean, just the the mental right. toughness of those girls to be able to, I guess, you know, you don't put that one in a box until quite a few months later. That is correct, yes. <laughs> I know, I know how coaches are. That I, I just asked Eric Rosenbeck about this, and he was saying, uh, you know, the, the losses are the ones that stick with me, especially the end of, maybe I'm not as smart as I think I am. Maybe I should have done something differently. And you just kind of go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the worst loss that I, that I've had as a coach was uh, when we played harvest prep the first time and we were up 18 in the third quarter and lose by three. Um, you talk about that. That's, that's devastating, you know, because as a coach, you know, you did, you know, you, you prepared your girls, whatever you got the 18 point lead. They did everything you did. And then just one call, um, in that game, I mean, I vividly remember the call. I just deflated my, my team and I could not get them back. I, the trust factor was gone. The, the play calling was out the door and, you know, and Harvest Prep just called back and ended up beating us and then they won state that year. So, yeah, I mean, it's, 
losses are hard for coaches, you know, especially when you lose them at the end there. They, they're, they, they stick with you because you've got what, you know, that's in March and you, you don't get your girls and this, that loss just hangs over you like a big black cloud. Do you like the round-robin format in terms of Shelby County League of you play everybody home and away? Um, I think that um, there's positives of it. You know, like when you have some really good solid teams in our league, like the Rishis and the Annas and the Jackson Centers and Botkins, you know, and you get to play them, you know, once at their place and then once at your place and a league, a league titles on the line the second time. Absolutely. Those are fun games. Um, uh, so it, it helps out too with, with our, you know, with scheduling, you know, knowing that you're playing um, 12 games close by versus traveling. And I think that helps us, Fort Army especially, allowing us to play those longer games every now and then so like we can go play a Liberty Benton or because we're not doing that every week. Does that make sense? No, yeah, it makes sense. long travel. So, yeah. What are you looking forward to this season? Honestly, I, I, I my excitement for this season is, you know, we, we open up tomorrow night. Um, I don't know, you know, we lost four starters last year. Um, I, I don't know who is going to be my my solid players, you know, I, the door's wide open and I'm excited because there's so many girls. I mean, I, I told the girls the other day when I announced who my starters were, I said, the problem is that I think eight of you can start. And, but I just don't know who those eight people, you know, who the, who the five are out of the eight. And so I'm excited just about seeing these girls blossom. Phenomenal army players because the door is wide open. I mean, it's who, whoever wants to grab it can grab it. I mean, leading scorer, rebounding, the person who's the most deflections in the game, the person who's you know taking charges. I just I I'm excited for this group because there's really no preconceived notions that we've had the last few years. You know, like Dana Rose played three years for me, and Kenzie Holscher played four years. So you just always knew what you're going to get each year from each of those players. You know, and this year it's it's wide open. I'm excited about that. I hope, however, it goes, it leads to a lot of success. Well, thank you. I appreciate that so much. <laughs> That's Carla Siegel talking about Fort Loramia's girls program back in just a couple of minutes. Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062 and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. Talking about Minster basketball now with head coach in Mike Wiss, whose team starts a back-to-back tonight. You get a Wapak and Rushi. I guess the good news about that is you get them both at home to kick off the year. Yeah, we do. We had a discussion the other day about um, trying to take care of home court advantage. So um, it, it, it's, everybody goes through it to start the year. You get a couple, little bit of nerves, a little jitters, I'm sure, with the girls. But um, we'll give it our best shot tonight against a good Wapak team. And you get four games, and you bring in all the heavy hitters right away, and you get your conference season started in your third game. I mean, that's that's a heck of a design, the way that laid out. Yeah, it is. Um, we actually play these first two, and then we have a week and a half off. We do not play over Thanksgiving break, and then we open up with Coldwater right out of the chute, who's going to be obviously really good. I mean, you've had that both ways over the years, where you kind of you stuff it right back after Thanksgiving. Is is there an advantage or a disadvantage to getting those practices, getting ready, or can you practice too much for one opponent? 
Um, well, you know, that kind of goes with if you practice too, if you think about practicing too much, sometimes that's the way it is. If you get a buy in a basketball tournament in February and March, uh, sometimes you can sit for a week and a half after your last game. And how do you handle that? Um, right now, I think there's plenty to learn. There's plenty to see on film. Um, there's things that we want to put in that we don't have in yet. And we're going to get our feet wet here these first two games and then have a week and a half to see what we need to fix and kind of advance our game a little bit, add, add a few things from time to time. Well, and that's always kind of a crazy thing to me is every year when the tournament draws come out, it'll inevitably inevitably be somebody saying, well, I don't understand why this team that's got however many wins decided to take the bye and why the other one decides to play, but... I mean that that is a really weird thing that I would I would think you have to kind of know the situation, know your girls, how your injuries are going in. Of you know what, we're fine. We don't want to sit. Let's play. Sure, um, it kind of goes for us anyway. I pretty much let it up to the seniors. Uh, it's their it's their decision how they want to approach it. It's their season, um, and that's kind of how I've gone with it. Regardless of in the this was my maybe the start of my seventh year but I was with uh, Coach Sexually for 22, uh, 20, 20 years up prior. Um, and that's, for the most part, how we've handled it. Um, and, you know, that's a, obviously the tournament talk is a long way away, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy where we're at right now. We've got plenty of growing to do. Um, we have some returning experience, and we have some youth to add to it. So, uh no, I look forward to it. It's a good, hopefully a good start of the year tonight. A little bit different the last handful of years. I mean, you have seven coming back that were letter winners last year, six of those being seniors. That's a nice core to be able to, because they do so many different things that help you out. Each player is so good at different things. Well, we have three senior guards that will start tonight um, that were uh, very important parts to what, we did last year getting to 17 and 10. Um, I'm hoping that uh, the loss of our senior class last year, especially with the Ella Mesher, who is now playing at the University of Finley. Um, but we have, so again, so, uh, good seniors at, at the guard position. Um, we have uh, Lily Barhorst in the middle as a junior and a sophomore with her. But you know what? I'm a, Kind of like last year, I, I like our junior class and how they add to the mix. Uh, you know, we have, I think our depth is going to be important to us this year. How much you go down the program and what you guys have built over the last 20 plus years that it's really, it seems like everybody's getting it because, I mean, the JV goes 20 and 1 last year, your freshman team goes 17 and 1, that you're understanding that your future is bright. Yeah, I think so. I would agree with that. Uh, you know, there's a lot of schools that don't have a freshman team. Um, there's schools that play younger kids up earlier in their career. And I'm not going to say just one or two, several of them. And a lot of times we don't have that opportunity or do that too quick. Uh, because of because we usually have some pretty good numbers, um, so by the time we get juniors and seniors into the varsity program, 
that may be their first year or a year and a half of varsity playing time, there are other people that may have two and a half or three years of varsity playing time. So I think overall it ends up evening out a little bit. Um, by no means, if you go 17 and one at freshman and 20 and one at JV, does that mean you're going to go 20 and one at varsity? Um, specifically for that reason, a lot of other schools are playing freshmen and sophomores up early in their career, and they have lots and lots of varsity experience that maybe some, sometimes, example, maybe us d- don't have. Well, I'm sure that it almost always doesn't help, too, because of the quality of your schedule. Now you're getting all of those things and the teams that you play. Yeah. <laughs> When you say quality of the schedule, um, boy, when, when your league opponents, when you're combining with your own normal MAC league opponents, and you add Ottawa Glandorf and Liberty Benton and Ottaville and Larmy and Rushi, like tonight, Saturday we go against Rushi and they're 6'2, six, 6'1, six foot, six foot. Uh, it's, it's phenomenal. We just had a scrimmage the other day against the team, and they were talking about how they have to scrimmage hard teams because their schedule is so weak. And the comment was immediately, I didn't even say a word. The comment, look, they looked right at me and said, but no, Coach West, we don't want your schedule. <laughs> so right. you know, that's kind of, that's kind of, you know, there's plenty of schools that in the number of years that I was with Coach Stuxley and now here in these last several under myself, um, that have dropped us and you just have to, now we're to the point we have to travel a ways to find an opponent. And when you travel a ways, you end up getting really good non-league teams. Example, Liberty Benton and OG just as tool. Yeah. That's, that's always that interesting catch 22. I'm always fascinated with the coaches about is, you know, how they view that of yes, the regular season's nice. We'd like to win a league title as our, our number one, We'd like to be undefeated, obviously, but we also want to be in the best spot that when we enter 0-0 zero and zero in the tournament, we're prepared and that whatever that record is from before doesn't really matter. We just need to win the next seven, eight games. Sure. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. You know, I've learned when I first started coaching, regardless if it's if, when I was coaching football or basketball now or even in baseball in the spring, um, it was all fine and dandy to have a great record going into the tournament and all that. And now in my, as I've as I age and I understand it, I guess a little more, the record, just the wins and losses just are part of it. It's not all about being perfect early in the year. It's like you said, seeing a bunch of stuff, a bunch of different teams, a bunch of different types of play, and making sure that you're ready for the second season. And, you know, that's kind of, we, we approach it like a life lesson. You know, you're going to see a lot of different stuff in your life and try to give exposure to all of it. Uh, you kind of hit on something. It, it, it stuck in my brain. With not having a ton of other freshman teams in the area, because I can only think of maybe five off the top of my head, how hard was that for you guys to put together an 18-game schedule? Well, every game outside of um, – there was an Anna, Alarmy, actually Alarmy three times. 
Um, we traveled to Lipstick. We traveled to OG. Our freshmen traveled to Northmont, West Liberty, Salem. And everyone that I just mentioned were all one-hour bus rides for freshman girls basketball. Oh, wow. But I, I, I personally look at that, and I think that, to me, shows Minster's overall commitment to the program and to the girls of getting them opportunities because you're willing to do those kind of things. Well, you know, I think we are, and I think our community and our girls and our parents um, see the value in it. Um, We've been blessed. We really have. And uh, we're fortunate to be where we are um, in this league to have this uh, non-league opponents around us and the support that we do. So, you know, take what you want from it, wins and losses and all that, but we're blessed to be where where we're at. I'm not quite sure if anyone has ever fully approached this, but your relationship with Nan and during games is one of my favorite things because you're pretty straight laced, pretty, pretty down. And she's so fiery throughout the course of the game. I mean, it's flipped in that you guys changed positions in the last 10 years, but I mean, do you ever just kind of look at her of the corner of your eye and go, I don't even have to say anything. I know Nan's got this and kind of laugh at, at how she immediately is on top of it. Well, you, when you say when you say that, it, it makes me think of just practice just yesterday. Um, when you're together so long, and you study the game together, and you coached it together for years, um, if the whistle's blown in practice, or something that needs taught or needs coached up for a second, I can I guarantee yesterday there were three or four or five times, and they were almost consecutively right in a row where. The whistle was blown, and I was ready to speak, and Nan was already on the floor teaching that kid exactly what I was going to say. And that goes vice versa. So I'm very pleased to, that she is still willing to do it. Um, I'm not going to tell you between she – she studies the game more than anybody. And I'm um, blessed to have her sitting there next to me. Was that an odd dynamic, though, at first? I mean, I just because it's just a name thing in terms of which one of you guys is the captain, essentially, that, you know, all of a sudden you go from, quote-unquote, her being your boss to the other way around. Well, the first year, Nan, the first year she stepped, she stepped away. And uh, that year we made it to the regional final and lost. And the following year she chose to come back. And was there a different dynamic? Yeah, the dynamic was a 17-inch chair. You know, I was just a, I was just sitting 17 inches closer to the scorer's table, and she moved down 17. I, I she's still the head coach on the on the bench. I just happened to be the one that standing. I always use the jokes that uh, they always used to talk about at Audeville that when Dave Clayman would lose, he'd give the losses to Vaughn Horseman. Yeah. He said, I, yeah, I think I, that's fair. <laughs> now well, he's the head I, coach. Exactly. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's a dynamic, yes, but I am very comfortable with it, and I think Nan is as well. I think it's a good working relationship. I've talked to a couple of coaches, and I've asked them, them the same question, uh, and a lot of them have said, you know, this is one of those years where it could be anybody, but when you look at the MAC this year, 
who stands out to you that come the end of the year is probably going to be near the top? Well, I think Marion Local is going to have something to say about it. Uh, I think that um, New Bremen is is always very competitive under Coach Timmerman. They play hard. Uh, Parkway returns a bunch. They return um, a six-foot point guard, a six-two post, uh, two good shooters. I mean, they're going to have a very important say in how it happens. Uh, Verzales coming off of a really good uh, volleyball season, and Coldwater has athleticism and height. Uh, those are going to be tough outs in the tournament and tough outs in the league. Our league is going to be a is going to be a bear this year. Well, I wish you guys the absolute best of luck uh, starting tonight. Yeah, Walpa Canetta. They got a new coach too. Uh, does that are you? Does that make you nervous? And that maybe you know you can't kind of rely on uh, tendencies from the past. Um. Yeah, I, I think you go in in game one trying to be who you are, and you know if you need to make an adjustment, I think the adjustments need to be. Uh, Small, simple, short, concise to the point. Uh, not trying to do too much too quick, too early. Um, so I'm. It, it becomes. Uh, if, if we need to make an adjustment, we will. But I think early in the year, especially, and then you don't get more than one hour shoot around the next morning to prepare for a six o'clock game tomorrow night. Uh, I think the first two games, you pretty much gotta be who you have been for this three weeks of practices and scrimmages. And then, that, as I alluded to earlier, the next two, next week and a half, we get to add two and refine the things that we need to look at, the other things that we need to look into. Well, I, I hope it all goes very well for you. Well, I hope, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. That's the head coach of the Mr. Wildcats and Mike Wiss back with just a couple more here in just a few. Aguari Fill-In Station, now under new ownership at 404 North Main Street in Columbus Grove. Stop in for your favorite snacks, beverages, Ohio Lottery, pizza, and subs, and fill up with gas while you're there. Aguari Fill-In Station, 404 North Main Street in Columbus Grove. Hours of operation are Monday through Thursday, 10.30 a.m. to 9 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Sunday from noon to 8. More Mac basketball now as we talk about the uh, girls of New Bremen with the head coach, Nandy Timmerman. It is second year. Uh, you've got kind of a big thing. I mean, you get three returning letter winners, but you've got a lot of new young players to work into this lineup. Yes, we do. We have several um, several upperclassmen who who played. I know Chloe Holman. She only played half the year because uh, last year because she was dealing with uh, dealing with injury the first half of the year. So I feel like you know towards the end of the year she was finally getting into uh, getting into a rhythm. And then we have um, yes, a couple. Couple sophomores, Marina Nelson and Mia Hirschfeld, that are going to be going to be helping us out, and then Allison Hayes. She's a senior um, post player for us. She um, is coming out. She hasn't played for a couple of years, so she's going to be there to uh, to help us out along with uh, um, along with um, Abby and Ella, who are who are the other seniors coming back. With the success of the volleyball program and what is now kind of an annual thing, have you been able to have your full team together, or has that really affected you? Yes, that uh, it, we we finally had um, Wednesday was our first day with with everybody back, and then we had our we had a scrimmage actually last night against Liberty Benton. So um, yeah, it was uh, it was good to get everybody back. Um, we don't have we don't open up until the 29th now, so 
we have a little bit of time here to uh, to get prepared. But um, but yeah, it's good to have everybody back. And um, I know that they had great success. Cross country did well as well. So we got some of the cross country girls late as well. But um, um, it's, it's happy. It's good to see success in the fall sports. So hopefully that'll transfer over into the winter sports as well. Well, if you're going to have one scrimmage, I feel like LB is probably a heck of a way to do it. Yes, they're a very talented team, very, um, very athletic. They cut, they run their sets offensively very, very well. They got many different threats. They got you know height, um, good shooters. They they got a they got a complete team there. So they uh, they were definitely playing well last night, which was a very good competition for us. Also, I mean, my immediate thought when I think of LB is they're tall. Are you guys at the point you're able to match up to that? Not necessarily. I thought we did a really good job um, of that last night of, you know, playing against their heights. We're not used to playing that in, in practice. So we did have a few turnovers um, here and there just because we're not used to that length. But I thought overall we played okay, okay against that, um, against that length and height. Um, but that's something we don't have a ton of. I know Chloe is, is about six foot. Um, but after that, it's, it's, we're not, we don't have a ton of height. So, um, but I thought Allison inside did a nice job. Um, of, of playing playing the post post defense and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I think we did a we did a good job with that. When you get this season going, you've got the handful of home games, kind of the way that it worked out with having to move some move some stuff around. Uh, how important is that for a young team, especially considering that one of those starts off your league campaign? Yes, uh, I think it's 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 nice to be in a you know place that you're uh, familiar with. Um, I think we. These girls have played played together the summer, and, and they played um, they played well early on, especially the um, the underclassmen that are kind of coming in to play varsity for the first time. They've done a good job; they've prepared themselves for for the season. So um, it's nice to have a few home games, but it'll it would be nice to get on the road and, and face other challenges as well. Other than getting your girls late, Ed, did you notice now in your second year did things slow down a little bit, or or were you able to maybe? kind of work things a different way coming into this season versus your first last year? Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely different. We're, they, they know the expectations that, that we have, um, you know, def- you know, on both ends of the floor, um, just the tempo that we want to play, the type of style of defense um, that we want to play. And, and they've known that now for a year, year and a half now. So, it's good that they're familiar with it coming into the season and we don't have to get bogged down by introducing a lot of stuff. So yeah, definitely, especially with the under uh, underclassmen with those who we've had from day one, they've, they've caught on well because even if they're freshmen, they kind of ran the same thing in junior high. So it's been, it's been a little bit of faster of a transition here to start the year, which is, which is always good. Seven and two in the Mac last year. I've talked to a handful of coaches in the Mac during this preview and they've all said they expect that you guys are going to be, a very good team and a pest to a lot of other teams' potential success. Yeah, I think the what we can bring um, defensively and disrupt things um, for teams. Um, we we had a lot of success with that last year, and I, I see that carrying over to this year. Um, we just, I mean, Abby and Chloe, Marina. We have we have several good good defenders, especially on the ball. You know, we can get up in gaps. We can we can put pressure on teams that, that cause some havoc uh, for them. So I know that's something we're going to be looking at is our defense leading our offense, um, which is what a lot of successful teams do around here. So I'm excited about that. 
I get the Shelby County League, obviously very close, and, and getting all those teams, very good league and, and teams to play against. But I'm kind of curious, how did Mechanicsburg come about? Well, we um, had we had an opening, um, and I was just looking around and dates, trying to get things figured out. It just um, with being at Rushi, I kind of knew um, knew them a little bit and knew their head coach a little bit, so I kind of re- reached out to a lot of different schools, and they were ones that came back and had an opening. So um, it was it was not necessarily the first team we choose. It's far drive, um, but. But yeah, it's just it's a good competition. Um, they play a different style of ball than a lot of teams around here, so it's good to see something a little bit different. But um, it's good, yeah, it's good. It's good non league game for us. But uh, it, was, it was one of those things where there weren't a lot of teams that were uh, able to play, so we we branched out a little bit. It's a nice gym and a very bright gym from the last time I remember being there. Yes, it is. It's a unique. It's a it's a smaller gym, unique gym to play in. Um, they usually have a lot of. Uh, a big crowd there, um, and and they make it tough to tough to win there. So um, it's been it's been a while since I've been there, um, but I know I know it's it's a good experience to go down there. You've got your own holiday tournament, uh, and talk to me a little bit about the creation of that. I mean, how was that hard to sell? I know that the coaches that are in it are all thrilled to be a part of it, but was that a hard sell at the beginning, or was it just kind of a hey, you guys are all playing each other, why don't you just play each other here? Um, it was, it was a little difficult just to find teams that are interested just because people had, you know, um, didn't want to play, you know, maybe an extra away game, um, or didn't want to play during the holidays. So it was, it was a little bit of a challenge to, to come up with the teams, but yeah, it worked out really good for those who are going to be in it. Um, I think they were all, they were all excited to do it. Um, I'm, I'm excited to get, you know, just a little bit different of basketball at Bremen. Um, I'm excited to, that we're able to start this and, just get a little more, just different excitement. Um, I, I was in a holiday, or we we played in a, um, one tournament um, in Arcanum a couple of years ago, and I, I enjoyed the atmosphere. It was just it was just a different experience. I enjoyed that tournament. Just get that tournament feel um, before it's actually tournament time. And in December, nonetheless, uh, that that's kind of a cool thing. Yeah, uh, you, yeah, I'm excited. When I'm excited you look about look at this season. What are you? What else are you excited for? I mean, what is it about this team that you feel like this could be a special group? You know, I think just the balance of our schedule. Um, I think it's, it's it works out well. It gives us time, um, you know, towards the end of the season to be able to work on things. I feel like last year, um, just the way the schedule was, we were just game, 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 and and especially when we learning a new system, um, we weren't able to. Um, add things in as much as I would like to, but I feel like the balance we're able to, we'll be able to continue to add things as we go into the end of the season and the postseason, which, um, and obviously we want to play our best and, and maybe, um, catch some teams off guard later on in the year, which is hard to do with all the scouting that's going on. So hopefully the, the balance of the schedule and, and just being able to continue to continue to get better and play, play well at the end of the year. Well, I wish you and the girls the best luck this season. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's Andy Timmerman, the head coach at New Bremen, back with some more here in just a couple of minutes. Northwest Conference girls basketball on tap now, talking to Greg Ekus, the tenured coach at Spencerville High School. And I uh, I laugh about that, but you've been around long enough now that you've kind of gotten a, a a view of the landscape, I guess you would say. A little bit. We're, we're going into year nine uh, as the head coach here, so... Uh, 
you know, we, we, we've got a lot of people on staff, you know, that have uh, quite a bit of experience. But, uh, we're, we're looking forward to, uh, to, to, to getting our season started. I think you've been around long enough that you're pretty much, you're a Spencerville guy now. Yes, absolutely. I, I have great pride in Spencerville. From, uh, I, I can I consider myself living here. Uh, I've worked pretty pretty hard to try to uh, immerse myself in the community and uh, really, really uh, appreciate and love the community that, that I consider myself from. Big weekend coming up uh, this weekend is start for you guys, but an oddity in that you're playing super early against St. Henry. We do. Our, our JV tips off at 10 a.m., um, and, and that is, that's, that's pretty early. Uh, we've, we've, we've tried to, tried to a few times, you know, scrimmage this year, nice and early on Saturday morning, uh, trying to get ourselves used to that. You know, we, we practice, you know, we practice when, when it's, when we have days off, we practice 8.30, uh, in the morning. And I also always tell them, by the time we get to 8.30, uh, you're already through first period, uh, Monday through Friday. So, uh, there really is no excuse for not to be awake and ready to go. How, how does that conversation go with the girls? Thanks for reminding us not about well. school. Not well. Uh, not well. I, I don't. I, I think it's any high school kid. Really, it doesn't matter whether it's girls or boys. Um, if you tell them on Saturday you got to get up eight thirty, they're not a huge fan of yours. Well, but the crazy thing is, is the way that the schedule works out. If you guys are still playing in March, there's a chance that your last game could be at ten a.m. on a Saturday, anyways. Well, I mean, that obviously would be a great goal of ours. Um, you know, and, and I, I guess our goals right now are, are to, to get better every day, and I, and I think we're doing that. Uh, we've got a, uh, a group of three uh, players that have a lot of varsity Gabby Cross, Tristan Worst, and Heidi Keller. Um, and then we've got five or six more uh, that, are, that are coming along um, that, that are really freshmen, sophomores, and juniors. So, um, you know, each each day we've got to get better, um, and and that is a, an awesome long term goal. But each day, we, you know, we're getting better. Hopefully, you know, to, to to hopefully be able to get better the next day. Also, I think your mistake in your season, the way that it sets up, is in your third game. You guys play Addie Lida. If you played St. Mary's, you would hit every saint right in a row to start the year. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We we've got a. We 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 want to play top level, especially early. Uh, you know, when we start with St. Henry, who is uh, a pretty uh, a very good physical team, um, and then we, you know we go to St. John's and St. John's um, is they they are they can really shoot the basketball. Uh, and we go to uh, a go to Lida team, so uh, we start three in a row that are really pretty good, and then we get into conference play. And uh, I think the NWC this year. Is, um, Going to be very, very competitive with some very, very good teams in it. Uh, really top to bottom, and potentially the NWC can, at least from your perspective, be somewhat decided in your first seven games because you play in your five-game rodeo road trip. You play at Jefferson, you play at Crestview, two teams that the last five or six years you guys have kind of gone nose to nose with to try and decide how the conference turns out. Absolutely, you know both both of those teams are are, are really good. So, you know, people knock those teams off. Those teams are at the top of our league, in my opinion. Um, you know, they, Jefferson, uh, they they are they are a 
really uh, a well coached, well, you know, they play extremely hard, um, you know, team. Uh, and Crestview, Crestview's coming off right now at uh, state semifinal volleyball. And, you know, they, they've got a lot of those players transitioning, transitioning to basketball. So, uh, you know, we, we know uh, both Coach Lindemann and Coach Baker have been ready to play. Uh, you know, when we come and play them. And hopefully we can come out and be ready to play and compete with those two. Well, I talked to Mark Gregory today and uh, as part of this to try to get him on. And he said, you know, can we do it next week? Because I only have one girl in practice right now. <laughs> he, uh, I've talked to him a little bit. Uh, he said he was going only a few days a week. And uh, he was he was working hard to be a, a very supportive uh, husband and and. Uh, very supportive dad, and you know they're they're exactly where they should be, you know, playing uh, and then uh, taking a few days off, and then getting ready for basketball. He did say kind of the same thing to me that it was nice to be with his wife, being the volleyball coach. For people who don't know, that he's the supportive husband this time, or the supportive partner as the husband, and and kind of. But now on his coaching aspect, he's the guy who has to be uh, thrilled for the girls and their success, but kind of sitting around twiddling his thumbs of. I will get started one day. Absolutely, you know, I think as coaches, we're always ready to get started one day. Um, and and you root like crazy for for your for your teams and your twelve. But but when it when it comes time that they can all be there, uh, it's a really exciting, uh, really exciting time. Something a little different than what you guys have done the last handful of years, where you've played in Elida's tournament over uh, Christmas. You go to play a New Bremen's tournament this year, and I mean, how big of a thing is that? That you know, you know, you're going to have some of the best teams in the area playing in that. Absolutely, you know, we 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 play. You know, I'm not sure exactly the schedule that is if it's coming out yet, but we play. You know, the teams that are in there, uh, New Bremen, St. Mary's, and East. Uh, you know, we're looking forward to playing in that. Uh, New Bremen has just amazing facilities, and uh, Andy does a great job there. And, uh, you know, his first year there this year, and uh, we're looking forward to going down there, both JV and varsity, and uh, hopefully competing with some really good teams uh, that will give us uh, as we as we transition out of Christmas break uh, some some games that that hopefully will be really competitive. As we sit about three and a yeah, we'll call it three and a half days. Before your opener, you've gone through a handful of uh, scrimmages with some pretty good teams. What have you learned about this team getting ready for Week One? Uh, I think I think the main thing is when when we play hard, and we play focused, and we can be really really competitive. Um, and, and I think that that we are we are uh, going to you know we're going to do that hopefully night in and night out. And I think that, that we've learned that. Um, we've had a few quarters that within our scrimmages where we've struggled doing that a little bit. And uh, I think we've learned that, that we can't take any any plays off offensively or defensively um, or, or or we'll get beat. So uh, it's really important that, that we compete every single possession. Um, and, and I think if we do that, you know, we'll be in – uh, we'll be in in every game that we can, that we play. What game are you looking forward to? Be honest. I know every you're looking forward to St. Henry right now, but just because of whether it's to go to a place or the the atmosphere or the test or whatever it is, what's that game on your calendar? 
Well, I mean, obviously, number one, St. Henry. Uh, and, and it really is, uh, we're, we're looking forward to, to, to getting started. You know, scrimmages are great. They, they are awesome, and, but, but they still are, they still are practicing. They're still practicing our eyes. Uh, and we had our last one tonight against our, a very athletic. This is the latest we've ever scrimmaged. So, uh, tomorrow we get to go in and, and, and it, it finally starts our, our game week and our game week preparation. Um, and so, you know, we'll have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to kind of prepare, uh, and, and, and get into a, a game week type, uh, mentality and, uh, with with having only three that have a lot of varsity experience, um, you know it, it's it's exciting for uh, the other five or six that are going to uh, be able to experience this for the first time. And so re- realistically, I'm, I'm looking forward to to our first one. You know, you you said about a five game road trip, and we haven't really even looked that far ahead yet, um, and so. You know, we we want to we want to hopefully come out and play well to the best of our ability on Saturday, and and then and then go from there. You know, and then and then we have uh, a Monday. You know, and then we'll prepare for St. John's. And St. John's is a very good team, uh, very very well coached. They'll run a lot of sets and a lot of shoot a lot of things. So you know, we're going to have to do do well and come up with a game plan to be able to stop that. So. You know, but after that, you know, I, I'm excited to eat some turkey, um, you know, for Thanksgiving and not have to play the Friday after Thanksgiving uh, that that a lot of times our season starts on. So, uh, and then we'll, we'll kind of go from there. However, I feel like you'll be out the door on that Friday night going to watch somebody else play. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll be out the door Friday night, the, the, the first Friday night. Um you know, we open at 10 a.m. the next morning, but uh, I'll, we'll we'll be we'll be at. Um, we have a few a few of our coaches kind of assigned to go to, to some different games and go watch some scouts of different games of some some teams that are coming up. So, um, you know that that's that's exciting. Uh, I I love to open on that on the first Friday night, uh, but it also is nice to be able to kind of take a breath that that Friday night and and open then the next morning. Well, best of luck this weekend and all season long. Thank you, Michael. That's the head coach of the uh, Spitzerville Girls program at Greg Ekus. We've got even more coming your way here in just a few. Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062 and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. Continuing to look at the uh, Putnam County League and looking at the Big Green in the Audeville Big Green with head coach Vaughn Horseman, you're kind of like the caller for the radio station. Long-time assistant, first-time head coach caller. Yep, yep, that's me, Mike. You know, I had, uh, had some JB games in there, or seasons, 11 seasons with JB, so, so yeah. Well, but it, it is interesting, though, because, I mean, it's not like you're new to the position. Like, you talk about being the JV coach, but you've done so much, I mean, across the years with the runs that you guys have had over there that it, it was almost of a lot of people thought maybe you were the head coach at times. Well, that, that might have been true because, 
basically, I think over here at Audubon, we pride ourselves on all the coaches are equal. Basically, head coach, it comes down to you have the final decision on some things, you know, but otherwise it's a group effort as far as all the coaches go. Well, Dave has told me a lot over the years that any time that you guys lost under him, that it was your loss. So, I mean, you're starting with <laughs> with a not very good win-loss record. Well, that's true. See, if I took all the losses, that might have been like, what, 20 of them or so? Over right, the, right, right, right. He'll years, take the so. 500, loss, or 500 wins, but you get all the losses. That's right. That's right. That's, that's what um, assistant coaches do. Right. Know. I mean, that's that's one heck of a delegation on his part, first of all. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Dave's a good guy, you know. Uh, and all in fun, you know, he's a great coach. Too, well, so. he's obviously very giving. I mean, he's willing to give you all those losses. <laughs> yep, yep, and I'm willing to take them. Oh, but Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> but it is, I mean, a testament to obviously what you've been able to do there. And, you know, that you're, I, I mean this in the nicest way, still around to be able to help those girls and to be able to shape what Audible basketball has been and what the uh, future and the present obviously can be for uh, Audible basketball. Right. We're, you know, we're, you know, we're not changing much. We're changing a few things over here. Maybe way we um, go after practice, maybe a little quicker start in practice and that type of stuff. But uh, pretty much everything's going to remain the same. I, you know, if you watch dates from us 10 years ago to now, it's, it's basically a carbon copy, you know. There's nothing revolutionary going to be happening over here at Audeville, So, Well, I know that was a big thing for Michelle, that she had talked about that as well of, you know, with her obviously playing in the program and being a part of the program for years before she took over that, you know, hey, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We know what we're good at. We know what the girls we have are good at. We're just kind of trying to keep on the tradition here. Correct, correct. You know, we have to change a few things just due to the fact that personnel-wise goes like everybody else does, but um, we're actually, you know, working hard, you know, and trying to get – we have three seniors this year with Lee Kramer and Becca Turnwald and Skyler Turnwald and trying to get them to, to lead us in every aspect of the game, you know, whenever it's possible for them to do that. So trying to get that leadership program built back up again. And you've obviously got terrific underclassmen, but you've had maybe a bigger setback than a lot of people would have would have liked with Carly. Yeah, you know, Carly, she had an ACL, um, which actually she was playing club volleyball and coming into basketball, working out basketball-wise and stuff for two and a half months before she actually realized that she did have the ACL. And with her loss, you know, that's like 15 points a game, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. So it was the corner cornerstone of your your whole team that um, just lost, you know, that we lost for the year, basically. I remember saying, the first time I saw her play last year, uh, it was either right, right before the OG game, that she looks like, when she walks out, her demeanor, that she's about as tough a kid as I've seen in a long time. And I mean, I feel like that proves it. Two and a half months is a crazy time, especially with that kind of injury. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's because, you know, she's so strong as an individual. You know, she gets in the weight room and does what she needs to do there and stuff. That was kept her able to keep on playing. You know, and we didn't realize it. We was at Finley Camp in the June, and for um, two days, we played 15 games, and the only thing she did was ice her knee at the end of every game. And, you know, 
you couldn't tell that she had an ACL problem. So it wasn't until after that that she really got evaluated. So You guys are maybe a little bit different than a lot of other programs in that when you get ready to start your season as we talk in a couple of days, but you've already had a slew of scrimmages. Do you like where your team is at right now? Uh, somewhat, yeah. There, You know, there's a lot of things, you know, that we need to get in like everybody else. But I think where we're at right now, I, you know, we're in good shape because I set up, uh, you know, I worked my way back like I used to for track from the state um, championship, worked my way back to see what I wanted at different times of the season. And as of right now, we're on schedule with that as far as, you know, maybe getting this press in or getting this offense in, getting this, you know, last second out of bounds play in. You know, we're right on schedule for the first three weeks. So, and then we also slipped in four scrimmages there. So, so we're doing good. Which seems like a lot. The fact that you were, I mean, you had, what, five scrimmages in a span of nine or ten days. Uh, yeah, basically, you know, then we had a couple of days and gave girls a couple of days off in there too, but we're, you know, with having, a, you know, the veteran seniors and a couple of the other girls that played last year, you know, when you don't, you know, reinvent the wheel on a lot of stuff, you're, you're in good shape on something. It's just, just revisit it, I guess. You've got, uh, you start out at Van Wert on a Friday night. Correct. Yes. How, how are you feeling? with that one well um you know they got a really big girl i you know i'm bad with names um i can tell you her number but name wise i can't i know they have the welch girl and a couple other girls back that was pretty good for them last year the incoming freshman i have no idea you know but you know they she's got them over there she's got them working hard she's got them playing good defense and i mean it's a battle for 94 feet with them so so, you know, that's going to be a, a tough one for us. But hopefully, like last Saturday, we was down at Walfalk, Scrimmage and Walfalk in Port Laramie. So hopefully that got us ready for what Van Wert's going to deal out for us. I mean, if playing those two don't get you better, something's probably not going right. Well, it uh, gets you better, but it also you find out what your weaknesses are real quick, you know. Good news is those games know, don't count. That's true. That's true. They don't count. Well, actually, today's I told the girls in the huddle, I said, this is the first day of the, the season now. I said, we got preseason out of the way. This is for real now. Everything counts. So so that's what we're that's the way we're approaching it right now. So When you look across the landscape, you obviously you go and take on all of Anwar County before you start your, uh, uh, your actual season in terms of playing in your league games. The first Jennings mm-hmm. game is always the non-league game, right? Yeah, non-league game. So yeah. pretty much, yeah. I mean, you don't start your league games until five games into your season with Miller City. When you look at Correct. the league yeah. this year, who do you see at the top with you guys? Well, I think, truthfully, I, um, you know, you got Clyde and Grove and Miller City. Is, you know, of course, I think they're the top three in the county. And then us and Ritzick and then, you know, Fort Jennings and stuff and Continental. But, you know, it, I... I could see actually the PCL champion having two losses this year, you know, because I think uh, everything's going to be pretty even, you know, across the board. Wow, that's uh, that's a huge one. Uh, when when you get into the season, people are going to be talking about Audible basketball. What are they going to be talking about? Well, hopefully they're talking more winning, you know, for her one thing. But um, 
Hopefully Otherwise, they give him back tell. to Dave. <laughs> yeah, give him back to Dave. Uh, Dave's getting too old, even though I'm older than he is. But, he probably uh, doesn't care. No, hopefully they say that we're, we're um, setting the tempo, we're setting the pace of the game. We don't let anybody control what we want to do. Hopefully that's what they're saying, and that's where we're approaching it. We want to control the pace of the game, whether it be sprinting down the floor for fast break and transition or pressing all the way. We want to set the pace no matter what. So that's why we've been working our scrimmages. And hopefully by time game time comes here in a few days, mm-hmm. that, that'll, that'll work for us. Well, I look forward to seeing what you guys can do, and I, I'm excited to see you throughout the course of the season. Yep, yep, yep. We, I know you, we got a few games with you guys, so so we'll be be seeing you. And there won't be any wings. I don't do that anymore. So you know. Well, I'll I'll uh, I'll just put it on Newtendorf's tab. There you go. That that sounds good. See that what sounds I can do. Good. Thank you so yep. much. All righty, Mike, and you have a good year yourself. That's Von Horseman, the head coach of the Ottawa Big Green, and back with more. Here in just a couple of minutes. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call. So you can worry about more important things. Like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Call Niedeck and Hilvers Insurance in Audeville. 419-453-3448. Back to uh, Putnam County uh, Girls Basketball now as we talk to Adam Huber, the uh, longest tenured coach of the uh, gentleman that I've been able to talk to. And I can't believe already, 17 years now, 13 as a head coach. Yeah, um, I still feel like a young, inexperienced coach, but years go by and kids get older and change and uh, my alumni are having families of their own. And yeah, it's hard to say that, it, you know, like I think within the last couple of years, I became the longest tenured at Kaleida for girls basketball. And, you know, that's the program that we have there, some of the coaches and obviously not coaching longitudinally at Kaleida though, with, you know, Dick quarter cracks, but uh, I, I won't go that long. That's for sure. Well, you've only got, a couple of decades before that you get close. Yeah, I think my wife would uh, disown me if I went that much longer. So. <laughs> right, it would be a totally different thing. I joke about that because you and I are a year away from being the exact same age. Uh, it, it's it's odd. I mean, it's you figure it's been twenty years since you graduated high school now. Yeah, um, we we were supposed to have a twenty year reunion a month or so ago, but I had, of course, I had an activity at school going on or something. I think, but. Probably yeah, soccer. It, it hit. Yeah, you know how that goes. Fall sports. There's something going on, but it. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. Like I said, I still feel like a young kid sometimes, but um, there are times where the energy is not as high as it was at 22. That's for sure. <laughs> but that's kind of a crazy thing because for you, I mean, you pretty much did you know in high school that coaching was probably in your future or what you wanted to do because you almost went straight from kind of the run through college into coaching yeah I was uh you know I I toyed with the maybe playing in college and I I just went to defiance college so I you know they coached there at the time ask and I I was just kind of done with that part I think of playing you know just play for recreation but yeah actually I I always kind of saw myself as a coach on the floor um I remember my high school coach telling me you know maybe sometimes I should 
stopped telling people where to go so much and do it myself and do what I was supposed to do because I was telling them more. But yeah, I actually started coaching freshman boys basketball my first year of college uh, back at Hogate, my alma mater with, with my former freshman coach. I coached with him for three years of freshman and then he took the girls job. So I coached girls there one year with him and been coaching ever since I graduated. So I, I, I always saw it as something I wanted to do for sure. Did you ever have a thought of changing back or was it pretty much once you started coaching girls, I'm a girls coach now? Yeah, there, you know, I, I thought I did. I, there was a time where I thought I'd do a few years of girls. And when I got to Clyda, you know, there wasn't any boys positions open at the time. So it was, you know, the girls job was part. Some of the girls jobs open at JV took that. But, you know, once I started, by the time maybe I'd have thought about it, I had uh, one daughter, and now I have three, and it's just kind of been where I, I think I belong, I guess. And now you have 25 all the time. Yeah. Uh, I got a lot of people telling me what to do all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. that's that, And that's not even just the players or the coaches. That's That's at home, too. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, it is crazy. I mean, you know, I joke about that, but you've obviously you've had had some success, 175 wins in that period of time. You've got a group coming back this year that you've got multiple returning lettermen, always a big thing, including it three that have two or three letters. You lose, obviously, some tremendous players, but it, it feels like, just on paper, your season has the potential to be pretty bright. Yeah, we're, we're pretty excited about it, you know, cautiously optimistic, I guess. We, we feel like we have a really good mix of veteran experience and then some young kids that are talented, for sure. Um, you know, we, we, we didn't want to say that going into last year, because we had graduated a pretty successful class from the year before with uh, Grace, Catherine, and Brenna, and Maya Schmidt, that you know, we didn't want to say it was kind of a two-year thing, but we saw that we only had two seniors last year. Um, so you kind of look at it as you be as successful as you can with that group, but also know that you're going to be playing a lot of kids that you expect to come back this year now and, and contribute for us. And and we certainly feel like, like they're going to. As, as you said, we got the three seniors, Brooke, Camille, and Liv, who's, who have all played you know, Brooks for four years, and Camille and Liv have lettered for three this will be their third year in varsity. And, and then you, you mix in a couple of juniors, Andrea Whitney cam played a little bit last year. And, and, and then our, our sophomore class has been talented. You've seen that through junior high and you gave them some, as much time as we could last year, sprinkled them in. And now we're really expecting some big things from them. Yeah. We got, we only have 15 total, you know, nine through 12, but I told a number of people other than just cause I think it would be unfair to a couple of the freshmen, but, you know, we honestly feel like we could play any of the 15 in a varsity game in the right situation, and they could be successful for us. So we're really excited about the group we got. That's kind of a rarity to be able to say that. Did you have to have any kind of conversation with the two seniors last year of, look, we know what we have in you, we're thrilled what we have in you, but we're maybe going to try some things outside of the box because we're playing, we're playing that two-year span of this year and next year? Um, no, I mean, we still, it was, maybe I shouldn't have said it out loud, but it's kind of a, you know, as coaches, we see what we got, but we were still, you know, every game last year, there was probably a few times they're wondering what the heck went on. Cause we lost a couple of JV games. Other schools didn't have numbers. So we played 
I remember one game last year, we played 15 girls that dressed in the first half of a varsity game. Um, just to show them that what we're saying in practice is true, that we trust every single one of them and we put you in, you better be ready to go. And, and, but, you know, we still, I think gave our, our seniors last year a fair shake and, you know, it, they, there was a lot more in experience last year than we have now. So it was, there were some bumps and, and, you know, bruises along the way, just trying to figure out where everybody belonged. But, um, you know, it was a balance. I think, you know, we, you know, try to keep the kids focused on the next game and that day. But as, as coaches, maybe looking at, you know, the bigger picture, whether it's for the year or whatever. But no, it really wasn't a conversation with them last year. It was more just kind of seeing what we had and the, the breakdown of our grades that we had in high school. You go into this year and you guys join the Western Buckeye League as kind of an honorary <laughs> member for the first couple of weeks. And you come right out of the gate. I mean, you guys have had this for the last handful of years where – you started out with St. Mary's. This year you go there on Tuesday night. And then uh, parents' night right out of the gate. I mean, that's got to be fun for an AD with OG coming to town. Yeah, um, you know, I got to Clyde, whatever, 17 years ago as, as a teacher. And we started parents' night first game. I said, what the heck's going on here? It was weird to me just from where I came from. But, you know, I did. I have heard positive things. Some of the the fans that just come to games like it because they don't know whose kids they are. Or, or who the kids are, but they know who their parents or grandparents are. So it helps them kind of put uh, families together. But, but yeah, we've had this for years. You know, actually, we were supposed to open with OG last year, got moved because of their soccer success. So we opened with St. Mary's. Here, here's your prize. Go play St. Mary's, who scored 70-some in the first game last year that we saw. Um, last spring, Troy Yant talked to me, said, hey, we're, soccer's going to be good again. You want to move the game? So <laughs> I guess the best I could do for him was move it a week later. But... <laughs> Hey, your prize again is to go play St. Mary's first. And, and this time it's a long trip down there on a day we don't have school. So you always kind of worry about that. And, oh, by the way, now it's a quick turnaround with Thanksgiving in there and one of the best teams in the area coming in. And that's why I was trying to tell Troy he didn't really need any practice time, probably as, as good uh, as he'll be. He, but he no. tells a different story. I know, but nobody feels bad for him. Trust no, me. no, uh, he knows that. Um, but yeah, I, you know, we're, we're just like. I, my coaches get mad at me with the teams that I schedule. And if we end up unfortunately losing somebody, sometimes I always sometimes handpick a hard team. I just, I know we may lose some of those games. I do not care about losing and not, I mean, I like to win, but in the long run, I know it makes us better. Sometimes when you have a younger group, you worry that they'll get down on themselves with some of those losses early, but you know, it fortunately it's worked out for us by the end of the year. We're, we're playing a lot better and we're playing teams in our own division a little bit more and, and we're playing our best basketball by that time. So, you know, I, I love playing them and I, I'm looking forward to the challenge. Well, and it's funny cause you bring up Troy and I was, I, I talked to him a lot and his thing has always been kind of a little bit of the same of, I, I, I want to win every game, but I also want to play good competition and better competition, so to speak. And if we lose, we lose, but hopefully we learn something that by the time we get to the games they care about in the tournament, that we're a better team because of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, we could go play, and I'm not, you know, I think everybody's going to go out there and compete, but we could play different teams and maybe get a few more wins, but you know, I, I like to see different styles. I like to see, um, you know, different sizes. Playing bigger schools helps. We used to play Wapak, drop them, but 
or, you know, they wanted to move up because they moved up to Division One. But, of course, we had a light in the process or whatever. So you're still playing these big WBL schools. Um, you know, and I, I just like the aggressiveness. It's hard for us to simulate that pressure like we'll see from a St. Mary's and an OG in your face nonstop for, you know, four quarters in a practice. So, you know, what better way to do it than in a game setting and they actually get to go play and I can't stand there and just yell at them the entire time. They actually got to go try to do it. So well, you could. I, I know it. It just probably wouldn't well, go that well. Yeah. It's, they probably think all I'm doing is yelling over there or making uh, faces on the sideline. Or I something, have heard but that. <laughs> it's it's going to help us out in the long run for sure. But you've got, uh, I mean, just rolling through your first five games in a span of about two and a half weeks. Talk about St. Mary's and then OG. Then you've got to figure out the Riley Rissmiller issue of how the hell do we play that with you know her going to Dayton and everything and being six four. Then Elida and Archbold. I mean, you've really done yourself uh, kind of an interesting setup in your first five games, but at least four of them are at home. Yeah, and it's kind of quirky. Archbold typically is around Christmas time for us, but you know with the holiday and they had a league game in there. Um, they asked us to move it for this year. And I had, I had a week off between Elida and when we were supposed to play, uh, Fort Jennings. So we kind of stuck them in there or wherever after Elida and Archbold. So it's, yeah, it made the front end maybe a little bit more loaded, but again, these are all good non-league teams that are going to be aggressive and give us different looks. And yeah, don't remind me about Riley Rissmiller being six, <laughs> four, uh, I, I thought about throwing a wig on because I, I do list myself about six four depending on if I'm wearing tall shoes or not. Right. But, uh, you know, we do have a, a six one girl this year. She's a freshman though, but that's that's my first six footer I think I've had personally as the head coach. So can you teach her to be six four? Um, you know, her arms are long enough, but <laughs> she's she's not as physical yet as uh, uh, Riley will be. I'm sure. Uh, but it's crazy. I mean, I love that you get to play Holgate. I, I feel like even though you're far enough removed from that, you're still a part of the community, your family and all that, that it's still kind of a, a, a neat thing when you guys play those home and aways that you're able to go there with, even with hosting this year. Yeah. It's, you know, like you said, I'm far enough away. Actually, it's probably getting weirder now again. When, when I first started, we, I don't think we played them. I, I ended up picking them up when I started as the head coach, just because at the time Jim Neath had them rolling and, you know, they, they had made a state trip in there. Actually, I think the first year I added them was the year they went to state, and they beat us by, like, 30 at their place. So, hey, welcome home, Adam. But anyway, um, you know, I then it kind of got far enough away, and, and my kids were younger, so they really weren't involved with that stuff. So it was just another good team to play kind of later in the year as a non-league game. And But now, as you said, yeah, I, I, I do live in the Holgate District, and my wife teaches there, and I have an eighth-grade daughter. So, they, you know, they're – in the program now, so it it is a little more unique. But I I think at the end of the day, they root for dad to win that game. Um, <laughs> You'd like to think so, but they maybe they think it's a win win for him either way. But well, yeah, I figure I, we're either going to have to listen to the old man talk about how he won or bemoan the fact that he lost. Yeah, that's true. They they they, they roll their eyes a lot when I whine about losses. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, do they uh, do they get the indirect thing then from your family up there that they have to grow up not being real fans of Maria Moeller? <laughs> yeah, I, my wife does not like when I bring up her name. 
Uh, she was on that team, so yeah, we just, um, we just yeah, gloss we, over that. Yeah, yeah, it's probably uh, better, better that way. Yeah, but it is. She, uh, she, yeah. Okay, I, I figure it's probably she'll hear this. She'll probably get a way to get out of this. Uh, that's all on me, not on Adam. That one's on me. Um, but it is fascinating. I mean, you look at you talked about in your uh, pregame or your preseason stuff about kind of what you expect the Putnam County League is going to be. I asked Vaughn Horseman about this earlier on. He said, what do you think of the league? And he said he feels like the league is good enough this year that it would not surprise him that whoever survives the league has two losses. Yeah, I, I see where he's coming from because I, I think I listed probably five of the teams in that preview, or, or maybe I just said anybody has a chance. But you look at some of the teams and what they got coming back, let's take with all their kids that have played for three years team there out of will just you know i kind of like to think us just expects to be good every year in drove you can say they lost you know kenzie king and savannah right now and stuff but you know they have you know most nights probably the best player on the court on their team so um they'll still be there miller city still you know good after their you know share of the league title last year and you know we certainly feel like we can win. You know, you say that, although I don't think there's been very often in my time now, 13 years that there hasn't, I know two years ago, there was a three-way tie with us. And, and last year there was a tie, but it seems like more times than not, the league champ is seven and zero, or, you know, it, it would be interesting if that happened. Um, I'd like to say no, cause we'll just win them all. <laughs> right. That's pretty optimistic, I guess. I mean, you know, Hey, however you want to tell the story. Just between now and yeah. February, we'll find out how uh, how truthful you were. It is crazy, though. I mean, it feels like the season has just sort of quickly come up. As you look at your team going through this year, what are you most looking forward with this group? Well, I think, you know, I mentioned it before. We This is probably the most depth I've ever had. Um, and and I'm, I'm, it's tough at times. We, we go into games saying, oh, we're going to play – nine, ten kids, run them in and out, and then the game starts, and you kind of lean on the the veterans and stuff. But, you know, we envision kind of, you know, running kids in and out, especially early in games, and maybe trying to wear some other teams out um, for that purpose to wear teams out. But also I think we we need to create some of those easy opportunities for ourselves maybe on the, on the offensive end by forcing some turnovers. So we're looking forward to getting after people. We we talked about from the start of the year, just competing every single thing we do, drill, practice, scrimmage, game, tying your shoes the fastest. We just want them to have the mentality that, you know, you can go out and play as hard as you possibly can and you might end up getting a foul, but because of the depth we have, we can overcome it now. Um, don't be passive, be aggressive. We're really looking forward to that. Well, I look forward to seeing you guys next week. Uh, I'll look forward to that game after I get through the first one, I guess. Um, you know, and I suppose I got to try to figure out how I'm going to get any information about them because, you know, they might find some scrimmages, but me figuring out if I can see them at all. And, of course, does it really matter that they are who they are and they're going to come and get up in our face <laughs> and be aggressive, but. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We're we're excited. I'm ready to go. I, you know, it's 
this week has been tough for us. We just got a full week of practice against ourselves. Um, so that's, that's a little unique cause we were supposed to play Friday, got moved. And so it's the challenge of not getting, you know, kind of passive in there, but I do get a chance to see St. Mary's play their first game, I think. And that always makes me feel a little bit better. So we'll be ready to go. Well, good luck this season. I appreciate it, Mike. That's Adam Huber, the head coach of the Clyde Lady Cats, back with some more here in just a couple of minutes. Are you looking to relax after today's game with hot chicken wraps, wings, pizza, or cheese fries? Who's ready for a cold beverage or a warming drink? Hawker's Bar and Grill in downtown Columbus Grove is open and ready to serve a late-night dinner or celebrate your team's win with late-night snacks and drinks. Hawker's is located at 209 West Sycamore Street next to the railroad. Be sure to stop in for post-game socializing or give them a call for takeout. You can also find Hawker's on Facebook for the schedule of daily specials and events. The new staff at Hawker's is ready to serve you. Western Buckeye League talk now with a team that I expect and the people that I know, that, that just pretty much means me, to be pretty good this year in the Rough Riders and head coach John Burke. You start out, uh, as we tape this, less than 24 hours from now. You've not had a ton of practice because you've been missing a lot of your team. How are you feeling going into game one? <laughs> this has been one of the strangest preseason game, preseasons I've had. Uh, in terms of practice, uh, we had for two weeks, we only had one of our varsity girls. And then uh, because volleyball and soccer made a pretty good run. And then Cora Rabel was our one. And then she went on an SFA trip for half a week. So we got everybody back last Monday. We've gone through some scrimmages. Um, the nice thing is we've, our starting five is all returning. And they, they kind of know the offense. So it's been mostly refreshing. Um because everybody's memory on our plays and, and our strategies and what we got to do. But, you know, it's, it's been a weird off season, but, uh, you know, we're looking forward to just playing and see, seeing what we got. But probably the most nerve-wracking going into the first game that I've been uh, playing uh, Fairview with an opener, and I know that's a good team. And then we play Vandalia Butler, and we turn around and play them Saturday at Tri-Village. So, I I wish we could get another week of practice, but it is what it is. And we're probably we probably are ready to go play another team anyway. Because if, if you beat up on each other too much, it's, that's not good either. The scheduling guy didn't know how good the volleyball team and the soccer team were going to be. Apparently, <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> yeah, uh, apparently with, not. With the short numbers, did you have to grab a wig and try to play some in the post during practice? Well, I was trying to get Austin Parks to wear a wig. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that go? But, he wasn't going for it. <laughs> I imagine. I mean, it's a chance to play more basketball. Why would he pass that up? <laughs> That's exactly right. And we started a week earlier, so I thought he, maybe he could get another weekend. Right. I'd, I'd love to see you pitch that to Hegemeyer and just see how that conversation goes. It's going to be a fly yeah. on the wall. I'd like to borrow your seven-foot kid, and uh, I'd like to give him a wig. Yeah, I don't think we'd be on the same page on that one. I'm, he'd probably just walk out. <laughs> That's probably what would happen. He just this is insane. I'm not even going to deal with this. <laughs> but it is uh, it is crazy because in less than a week, you guys will have. I mean, if you stretch that and make it six uh, eight days, math is hard. That mm-hmm. you go from Friday the 18th and then uh, to Saturday December 3rd. I mean, that's kind of a, a jam packed time where you've already by the time you get to December you've played those three games in four days and you're kind of looking for that little break between the end of the Kaleida game and the beginning of the Salina game. 
Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, we have we have three big games in, in really four or five days here. Um, and, you know, that's a big part of our season. And then we start WBL uh, the following Thursday. So uh, part of that's intentional. We wanted uh, to make sure that we were focused in the preseason. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think when we were scheduling that we realized that we were only going to have our kids for about six full practices, maybe not even six full practices before, before those games because those are three really big games that could go either way for us. But um, I do like the break that we have uh, between Kaleida and Salina so we can get ourselves re-energized and refocused if um, things don't go our way and see what see what we have to work on uh, going into the WBL season because our December is not easy either. Uh, so it's good to have three games under our belt and then kind of sit back and see, hey, what do we need to work on, whether win or lose, <laughs> what, what do we need to improve on and have some time to do that. With the way the schedule changes, I've, I've never been a fan of, of how it flips every couple of years that you get Salina as your first conference game, as your first, uh, your fourth game of the way that it stands. But I always felt like maybe I'm wrong that that could, that should be those kind of games, your last game, because it, it's like, maybe it's like football where it just, those rivalries mean more. Oh, I agree. Just like the Big Ten realizes that with Michigan Ohio State game every year. Those rivalry games, um, it's nice to have them. It's nice to have two well-prepared teams going into and, and that happens in the last week, right? But the way that things go right now, our last game sits with Bath. And the way that that game goes <laughs> every single year, that that comes down to a last possession or it goes down to overtime, and you know that Bath has probably been our biggest rival um, since I've been coaching, and, and that, so. It just depends, you know. So I, I think that bath game for us being that last game, I think that'll be a lot of fun. I know both teams will be really well prepared. And, um, but that that's what makes it great is you have both teams playing, hopefully, their best at the end of the season. And, and that's what makes fun basketball. That's what makes it great. When you get to that point, when you're kind of fast-forwarding, what is it that you expect the WBL to look like from the top? Uh, I think OG is their team to beat. I, I think OG uh, is returning. Um, hopefully, if, if everybody's healthy, I think OG comes back and, and they're 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 top. They had a good girls soccer run. They're athletic. Um, they are physical. They they can they have an inside outside game. I think they're going to be really tough to beat. Um, I I like to say that St. Mary's will be up there, and hopefully, we can challenge them. I think Bath will be one of those teams that will be up there um, uh, competing with them. And then I think you've got Shawnee and Van Wert who, who are right there. Um, I think Kenton's going to be the surprise of the league in girls basketball. I think they're returning a, a, a class that's been playing varsity for two years now. If they're hitting threes, I think um, they're really tough to beat. And then, um, you know, Van Wert's one of those teams too. Last year they knocked off Shawnee. If, if things are going the right way, they weren't tough to beat. So I think we have a very competitive league. I think Salina is going to be better than they've been in the last couple of years. Um, they have new leadership and they've got some talent coming up that, that seems like um, they should be much more um, competitive this season as well. Throw in one pocket and Lottie, you've hit the whole conference. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not snoozing on Wolfpack and Elida either. I know they have talent. I just, um, you know, they'll, they'll be, and I think they would be in the middle of the pack and, and they're capable of, of knocking anybody off any week as well. Um, but I think 
you know, I, I think I would hope that Austin Bass can compete with OG, and I think OG is that team to beat. Uh, you've got a lot of those teams on your schedule. The one game that I'm really interested in, if it had been in Finley, I would have picked it up. But <laughs> the matchup with Finley, I, I mean, that's that's a pretty good challenge for you guys, especially because it comes between Knoxville a couple of days earlier and then your conference game at Defiance. Uh, how big of, uh, I guess, a momentum thing could that game possibly be? Yeah, that's that's a really big game, and we we've been working on Finley for a couple of years here. Um, we actually we've dropped LCC, we've dropped Delta St. John, um, who's just having they're just on a downturn, and those games weren't doing anything for either one of us. And so we've really beefed up our schedule with Vandalia Butler here in the, in the opening weekend, and then Finley um, that first full week of December. Um, I'm looking forward to that game too. They're they're a well coached team. They're well prepared. Um, we wanted to get a D1 team on the schedule, but not not a you know you just don't want to play a D1 team. <laughs> you want to play a D1 team that's good. Um, and so we're looking forward to that. Uh, I don't know that St. Mary's has ever played Finley in girls basketball, um, and we follow them. I, I know uh, Regan was on the team four one nine in AAU, and I got to work with her. Um, for a couple practices when I helped out with Team 419. She was a great kid. That's when I started following Finley basketball. Um, so we're looking forward to that matchup. But, yeah, it comes at a really important time, right, right when we start the WBL season. Um, and so that's going to be a big game. That's that's always the thing. Is, uh, it's no big deal right in the middle of conference season. <laughs> but you've got another big one, too, where this year, and I love that – these big tournaments are, or they're not really tournaments as much as the the actual tournament, but kind of the showcase tournaments are popping up. Where you've got uh, obviously the Avisco in Salina, and they've been pretty well. It's been set of what those four teams are, but you guys are kind of taking a chance and playing a New Bremen's tournament. Was that easy or hard to get into? In that you have to commit two games of your schedule. Well, yeah, that's a good question. We. We have actually I been trying so. to plan this for about two or three years. <laughs> Sometimes you do have some good questions, Mike. <laughs> That's not going to be the opening to this podcast, by the way. Um, we actually we have New Bremen and Spencerville on our schedule. And so we've been looking at doing this um, either in Spencerville, St. Mary's, New Bremen for about two or three years now, and we just couldn't iron out details. So uh, when Coach Timmerman came in at New Bremen, uh, he got it going, and, and that was great. And so we just moved our road game, or our, I guess it depends on the year, right, if they're home or away. But we played New Bremen and Spencerville back-to-back Tuesdays, so those games just moved to back-to-back over Christmas break. I'm excited about that. Um, our January traditionally has been super tough. Uh, the way our schedule falls, January is either all home for us, and a really tough stretch with Mac schools in, in spite of the WBL schedule, or it's all away. And so the way that those line up and just the, the way that schedules are built, our January is typically pretty tough with Tuesday, Thursdays, and then uh, Saturday sprinkled in there. Um, and it's just a gauntlet. We've got Marion Local, New Bremen, um, you know, and, and as we're facing the, the meat of our WBL schedule. So, it actually worked out for us. We opened up two Tuesdays, um, get, got us some rest in the opening of January, and then uh, we play those guys anyway. So just moving those schedules and uh, that last 
week of December worked out well for us. When you look at this team, obviously you've not had a, a lot of time with them, but you know these girls. What can folks expect from St. Mary's basketball this year? That's a good question. I think we're going to find out after this weekend. That's the second <laughs> one, by the way. That's the second time. It's two good questions. Um, I, I really don't know. I, I think our identity is a little bit different this year than it has in the last two years. I think we can still get out and transition and run a gun a little bit. Um, we've got uh, some, I think we have a better core of three point shooters and maybe not just one three point shooter that we've had or, or two. I think we've got three or four um, that we can count on to shoot threes. I think um, our bench we can go a little bit deeper in the bench than maybe we have in the past couple of years as well uh, we have a lot of speed but we don't have a lot of size and so you know when we play a, a true post player um, that's going to challenge us and so I think we're going to have to play a mix of half court defense which we don't like to do with a mix of some full court pressure um, we really like to press and, and turn people over and get out in transition I think this is going to be a slightly different team for us, um, but with more offensive firepower than we've had. Yeah, you say that, and you lose the statistical best shooter in three-point history that the school's ever had. <laughs> that's absolutely right. But she wouldn't shoot the ball. <laughs> well, that's how her percentage was so good. <laughs> yeah. Risk and reward. Yeah. But we do. We did lose Kendall Daringer, uh scored 1,200 points for us in her career, and Nelly Ruane was a – knockdown three-point shooter we did miss them and, and those are hard shoes to fill uh, but I, I do think we have more weapons offensively this year than what we've had in the past well, couple years tell their colleges that they failed a class and they have to come back to st mary's i take them back in a heartbeat just for a, I'm sure I'm there sure. Was a year i think you could get covid uh, eligibility right right let me know how that works out <laughs> there's a lot of teams in ohio who are going to play for that one if that's true <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, good luck to you. Thanks. Good luck on your long trips this weekend. Trips, plural, by the way. I know. we Each one of our road trips is an hour long this weekend, so that was poor planning on my part. I mean, at least you're home next Tuesday night. That's true. Well, and we're not playing at Kaleida. That helps a lot. That's the guise of you being home. Let's see. That's how that works. Exactly. I always appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Cause you say nice things. That's all I got. I I thank you for coming on. Oh, I appreciate. Uh, it's always good talking with you, Mike. That's John Burke, the head coach of the uh, St. Mary's Girls Program. More in just a few. Tony's on Main Street in Ottawa, home of the Titan Burger, and if you're really hungry, the Cow Tipper. Tony's grounds their hamburger meat each day. Each patty is fresh and never frozen, and not cooked until you order it. Don't forget to add some of the great sides like French fries, pickle fries, and their great breaded mushrooms. While you're there, you can't forget to get some of their great ice cream, ice cream treats, and frozen yogurt. Tony's on Main Street in Ottawa, making burger history since 1962. Wrapping things up, talking about the Western Buckeye League and the Ottawa Glendorf Titans and head coach Troy Yant. Now, kind of a different year, but you guys bring back a ton. You're missing one big piece, obviously, in Aaron Kaufman, but a group that coming off big runs in the fall sports, you're just kind of trying to get them to gel, I would think. Yeah, it's, it's been a bit of a struggle with soccer coming in late. Um, 
we've only had one scrimmage. It didn't go great. So, but we got a lot of talent. It's just a matter of getting them in basketball shape. When you look at this group with the success, obviously two straight years now in uh, soccer where you've had that long run, you missed 20 practices. Can you take anything with this group? Cause it's a lot of the same girls from last year and sort of apply it to that kind of quick training you had to go through last year? Yes and no. I mean, we're, we're accustomed to making this, the quick change and, and getting them geared up. Fortunately, they, they do a lot of things in soccer and the bulk of our girls play soccer that translates to what we want to do in basketball. You know, they're very good defensively and they run. So that helps us. But unfortunately we decided to kind of go with a different system this year. So it's, we're putting it in while we're also, I guess, trying to get in basketball shape. So yes and no. I mean, it's, it, it, you know, you, you love having those girls have those extended seasons in their other sports and bring that winning culture to our program. Um, so, you know, we'll take it, but it does put us behind, at least in getting basketball fundamentals put in place. Well, and it's a little bit different, too, because last year you lost a little bit in terms of injuries coming out of soccer season. But this year with getting uh, – Lily, I know, is banged up. Obviously, Maggie's been – wearing the knee brace, but you get Kaylin Grothaus back after she came back in the states or the regional finals or the state semis, it, it, it's a little bit, at least bit of good news for you. Yeah, you know, we could, you know, we're, we're still sitting on Chloe Glenn. Um, she's not been released, although she looks really good in practice. Uh, she just hasn't been released to go full go yet, so we'll probably not have her against Kaleida, but it, it's giving us the opportunity. I think we in looking at our roster, we got nine girls that started games for us last year. So it's great to have those girls back and let, let them compete and practice and find out who's going to be the five starters this year. With a player like Chloe, is it harder for her or harder for you? Because you know what she brings, obviously, through the first four games of last year, where when she goes in, she wants to be the bull in the china shop, but you maybe have to kind of pull that back a little bit. Well, she is. She had some setbacks in her ACL um, treatment, so she's a little, maybe a little behind where we had hoped. I think we had originally thought she would be done and released full go by November, but, um, you know, she, she's one of those players that goes hard, and, you know, you're going to have to play aggressive to keep up with her, and that's kind of one of the reasons why we're, we're slow walking her into the season, but we know what we're going to get from her. She's been the best player we've had in practice the last few days. So when she gets released, we'll go. I think it'll really it'll be the catalyst for our, for our girls to kind of get rolling. Having seen a lot of these girls uh, during this soccer run, I would think the one thing that you will not be missing from top to bottom is aggressiveness. No, I, I think we'll be very aggressive. Um, we're starting to see glimpses of that. Um, you know, we, we've always been a fairly aggressive defensive team, but we want to be aggressive on every in every aspect of the game, um, playing offense, running, you know, forcing teams to play at our tempo. And, and we have that ability this year if, if things hopefully, you know, go the way we anticipate to not early just because what's going to hold us back is, is basically um, just not not playing to our capability simply because we haven't been on the basketball court enough. But once we get to that point, I think we'll be a very fun team to watch. When you look at the beginning of your season, it's maybe a little bit different than what you'll see 
throughout the course of the rest of the season. And a lot of teams want to kind of speed you up, want to play fast. But it seems like when you guys have gotten Kaleida, I mean, you know they want to play physical. They want to kind of slow you down and not have to run with you. What kind of a difference does that present to you? Is it easier or harder to start with a team like that that's so different? Well, you know, obviously, um, you know, they they play a very physical game. They want to, you know, slow things down and, and, they're pretty um, disciplined in what they want to do on offense, and, and they're going to be very aggressive in the paint against us. So all of those things bode well for us just in the learning experience. Um, it's not the kind of basketball that we want to be playing in mid-December, but you know, a, a team that does that is going to force us to, to value possessions early in the game, and I think that's kind of where one of the areas that we need to stress in in, uh, in our practices anyway. Um, you know, you got too many girls that are still and maybe thinking soccer, and we just kind of throw the ball at the basket, hoping that if you hit the net, it'll go in and, and instead of shooting it. So maybe playing a game like that. And, and Fairview is, is very similar. Fairview is a very disciplined team. Like, you know, he only usually plays about seven, eight players, so he tries to slow the game down a little bit. So those will both be games that will require us to really be on top on top of what we want to do. Is there any kind of, uh, I guess, positive or a help for you that everybody else is, is two or three games in at this point and that you can kind of see what they do? Or, I mean, kind of like what you're saying about we still have to figure out how to shoot the ball, that you're going to be concentrating on you the first handful of games. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, we're, we'll obviously scout to see who, who we're, who we're matching up with and things like that. But, you know, we're going to have a lot of teams that are, by the first time we play them, they're going to be on their third, fourth, fifth game. That's going to be the case with our first couple of games. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, I don't, it's not going to be an advantage to us, but I, I don't know how much of a disadvantage it's going to be. Um, you know, you, there's a lot of growth that happens in that first three or four weeks of basketball. And right now we're smack in the middle of, you know, with just about a week and a half here. So it'll be interesting to see how these first three games go. It's kind of a phase one. It's almost like a preseason, unfortunately, with us playing 22 games. You know, you, you can't bump those games back any further. Uh, we already kind of bumped a weekend back. So play them and see what we, you know, almost treat them as as practices, scrimmages, and just so we keep getting better. Well, it'll almost be like the way that the fall has continually got pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, that, I mean, you're you're going to almost be starting in January at some point. Well, let's hope not. Let's hope the powers that be make a decision. I don't know that girls basketball, I don't think high school basketball really needs 22 basketball games. Um, you know, that overlap is such a big, you know, kids don't get it. Basketball is already a long season, and they you make it longer by going season to season. So, and then I think they're going to see the numbers of kids dropping. I think just basketball across the state is, is dropping considerably. So we'll see. Last nine years, you guys have won at 20 or more. Last year, you go 20 and eight. Uh, when you are able to now kind of look back at that, I know the answer is it didn't end how we wanted, but what, what stands out to you about that season? I mean, about that run, Maybe a lot of people in the middle had kind of written you off a little bit from things that people would say to me, but, I mean, you guys, it just kept fighting no matter who was out there. 
Well, I think from the casual observer, you know, we, we, we went what, about three or four games where we looked terrible against Little Christian, Central Catholic, Fort Lauderdale was in that mix, and we just weren't responding well. You know, we were losing girls, and we weren't responding well. But um, I think when, you know, when you look at that schedule, there's not too many teams in Ohio that, that compete at that level. You know, obviously, we, we built that schedule thinking that if all went well, it would prime us for a great run and, and hopefully get us down the state and, and make us ready to play at that level. But when you're going through the hurts, we were going through with three starters out. But also, there's no room for air at that point. And it can be demoralizing, I, I'll be honest. Some of the practices during that period were not fun, but, but our girls responded well. We found the right mix of girls, and, and we were able to, you know, start playing some pretty good basketball. And unfortunately, you know, with, I think if we had had more time to prep for Worthington Christian, we'd probably play them better. Um, I, I thought our girls were really playing well at that point, and we were getting better every game. It would have been nice to get down to state. I don't, you know, I mean, there's some quality opponents down there, but that was our goal all year long. And I thought at the end of the year, we were right where we needed to be. It's just we didn't have the time to develop all of our, you know, all the roles and everything you really wanted to have at that point. So, but you get all those girls back for another year, minus Aaron, and then you see where you're at, I guess. For the first five on the road before you come back home to take on Liberty Benton, uh, what's the the growth, the biggest growth that you hope maybe happens in that span before mid-December? Well, the big thing is we got two league two league games in those first spot. Uh, we want to win the league. Um, I think uh, when Chloe's playing, I think we do have you know the best talent in the league, and, and hopefully um, we're able to compete at that level. So obviously we want to get through those two games to win. However, we could take them. The other five games or the other three games are, are really just a, a measuring stick for us to get better. Um, fortunately, the, the last one of that that game is, is Toledo Christian, and you know we didn't play well against them last year. They're, they got just about everybody back, so I expect that that will be a nice test for us to see if we've made up the ground um, for you know where we need to be to be able to compete with the schedule we because they don't. It's not easy from that point forward. I think over break, we got Liberty Benton, Bethel, Napoleon, Crestview, and Grove. Um, you know, some excellent teams and, and teams that were have played really well in the last couple of years. So if we're not ready to go against LB, then it's, it's going to be a rough Christmas. That'll be the Grinch, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he stays away. Uh, thank, I thank you for doing this, as always. Hey, no problem. And I wish you good luck. Well, I'll take all the luck I can get, especially <laughs> after the last season. Um, we're looking forward to this year, but we got to get some knock some cobwebs off. But we're we are looking forward to it. So, hey, sometimes all you need is a ball to just roll your way. Yeah, and we'll we'll hopefully this one is this year it happens. So that'll wrap up our uh, talk with the head coaches of all of the uh, girls' schools on this program. That's Troy Yant, the head coach of Ottawa Glendorf, back to uh, finish things up in uh, just a couple. Sleep great with the help from Herring House Furniture in downtown Ottawa. The area's largest selection of mattress sets by Serta, including the iComfort gel beds. Come on over and check us out. I hope you enjoyed that episode and got to uh, look inside some programs and some terrific coaches and even better people. Carlos Siegel, Vaughn Horseman, Eddie Timmerman, Mike West, Troy Gant, John Burke, Greg Ekins, and Adam Huber. 
a big thank you to them for being involved and for helping me uh, put this program out and to let folks get a chance to uh, listen to uh, what they had to say and what their programs are and what they could be this week. A lot of big girls basketball games. I'm excited Friday night on WZOQ Radio. It'll be the uh, Colorado Wildcats playing host to Ottawa Glendorf, a game that was supposed to happen last week. But due to the success of the Ottawa Glendorf soccer program, it took place this coming week. So we'll see kind of what's happened. There's already been some uh, interesting games. Already took the uh, wife and kid to a game, and uh, we got through half of it. If you have a toddler, you'll know that getting through half of a game sometimes is an even bigger battle than uh, anything else can be. But thank you so much for listening, wherever you are, wherever you may be. I hope you have a happy turkey day, a safe turkey day. I enjoy turkey, mashed potatoes, and rolls, so if you want to uh, hit me up, I'll take all your leftovers. Gobble, gobble. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.